welcome to the Fracture Line, the official weekly news feed from the Chest Wall Injury Society, where we will listen to all the bottom line CWIS updates, shoutouts, fun facts, and weekly banner. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Crisco, and I'm joined always by Dr. Tom White, Dr. Adam Kay, and Sarah Ann Whitbeck. All right, well, welcome back, everyone. This is another episode of Fraction Line. I'm your host today, Zach Bauman. Super excited. We're not joined by uh, Mark Criscow today. I don't know where he's at. I think he's trying to be a doctor or pretend to be a doctor somewhere. Um, but we are here today. We're joined with uh, Dr. Tom Wyatt. As many of you know, we have our uh, fearless leader and president, Dr. Andy Dobin, and uh, our CEO, Sarah Ann Whitbeck. Welcome everyone to the show. And uh, I think today we are doing some member highlights. Is that correct? That is correct. So after our shout out that we are struggling a little bit to get some member spotlights for the newsletter, I thought, you know, we could just take this opportunity to show everybody exactly how easy it is. So you guys are going to be my live episode of answering the member spotlight questions so you can demonstrate that this is a very simple process and anybody can do it. And hopefully that will get people excited to participate. I'm an open book. What do you got for me? All right. So first up, go with current position and place of work. So let's go clockwise based on what I see on my screen. Dr. White, you go first. Yeah. Uh, Tom White, I'm a trauma critical care surgeon at Intermountain Medical Center in Murray, Utah. Dr. Dobin. Andy Dobin, Trauma Critical Care at St. Francis Hospital and Medical Center in Hartford, Connecticut. Fantastic. And Dr. Bauman. Uh, Zach Bauman, Trauma and Acute Care Surgery at the University of Nebraska Medical Center in Omaha, Nebraska. Excellent. Okay. That was the easy question. Yeah, this is easy. Yes, exactly. Now you're going to have to do some digging. Dr. White, what is your favorite holiday? Oh, that's a really good one. Don't say my birthday. People won't believe you. I think I enjoy Thanksgiving the most. I think it's because you get to watch the Dallas Cowboys usually uh, get a victory. That's not, that, not why, but. That's why it should be everybody's favorite holiday because the Cowboys come on at 2.30 Mountain Time. So you got to have your dinner done before then. Okay, uh, Dr. Mine Dobin. is July 4th. I work every year on July 4th. I have for the last 20 something years because it's like a sport with new interns and trauma surgery. It is. There is nothing better than doing a 7.03 a.m. thoracotomy with a brand new intern. It's like deer in the headlights, terror, excitement. Oh, my goodness. It's the greatest. If you haven't done it and you're a trauma surgeon, tell your group you're working July 4th. It's awesome. What did you call it? You called it a what? A sport. A sport. Well, one man's sport is another person's shit show is really what you're saying. <laughs> Okay, Dr. Bauman, your favorite holiday? Mine is by far Christmas. I just love uh, that time of year, uh, the snow, the lights. But most importantly, I love collecting Christmas blow-up dolls for my yard. And I have like what? up to 16, you know, like blow-up. Blow-up dolls. No, I heard I heard what you said. <laughs> no, that was pretty clear. I'm just, like, just trying to envision what makes them Christmas. Is it is it like Sorry, they came out wrong. elves or what? <laughs> No, I have like a 24-foot Santa and a 24-foot snowman. Mrs. Claus. Like yeah. Foot nutcracker. Yeah, yeah. Oh. That's all. <laughs> wow. No, that's a, I, can... I like to have no grass showing during Christmas. Just a yard. Awesome. Gloves, so. It's a new version of Clark Griswold. This one gloves. Yep. I want to be seen from space is what my goal is. Oh, man. Okay. Dr. Wright, what's your favorite sport to watch? Favorite sport to watch? I like, uh, I'm going to have to say baseball. I just like to watch baseball. 
Yeah, I don't enjoy watching sports as much as I used to, but I'll still turn on a baseball game and watch it. Yeah, I'm the same way. I actually didn't used to love watching sports on TV, but I now have a baseball player in my house, and so we're watching a lot of baseball, and I'm really enjoying it. We actually just went to the Savannah Bananas, which if nobody knows about that or has seen it, it's basically the Harlem Globetrotters of baseball. Wow. It was a wild... Fun part. It sounds fun. It sounds fantastic. A lot of triple plays and. Well, no, and uh, there's a guy. There's a guy on ten foot stilts pitching. A guy did a backflip <laughs> when he caught a ball in the outfield. <laughs> like he caught cool. the ball while flipping wow. in the air. It was a crazy. Wow. Are those those guys that are always that, that are always doing those dances too? Like they always yep. like uh, dance a bunch. The umpire like twerked at one point. <laughs> oh my goodness. I guess some would argue that baseball needs that kind of hilarity it's a very to good be point. Uh, to be appealing. I, I just think a good old fashion baseball game without flipping is very possible that's, good. that's cool i think i know dr bauman's favorite sport but we'll uh we'll let him tell us i think it's pretty obvious football you know it's coming up it's right around the corner it's coming up just love it football season just a great time of year absolutely all right at what age did you know you wanted to be in medicine dr white 15 okay dr. 55 so the jury's still out. Good. You're still deciding. <laughs> still reconsidering his life's decisions. I appreciate that. I'm still about deciding you. whether or not I want to go into surgery or not. <laughs> right. It's good to be flexible. You know, you don't want to commit. Very good. And Dr. Bauman. Uh, I was pretty young. I was nine or ten. Uh, my dad's a physician, so I kind of grew up uh, with that influence. And he's a pathologist, so I used to go tag along with him to do uh, autopsies with him all the time, back when pathologists actually used to do autopsies. Um, and that was uh, that was a lot of fun. Cool. So examining dead bodies was helpful in your surgical practice. It made it more comfortable for you. Wait, what are you implying that I'm just operating on dead people? No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> well, they're not dead when you start. Oh, that patient, they're only on four pressers. Let's go to the OR. It sounds like a reasonable place. That's what we call in our practice a warm autopsy. Right. Dr. Brahman, what's your favorite thing about your current town or city? What I actually really like about Omaha is it's kind of really close to the center of the country. And so it's like really easy to, to travel to places. You can get on either coast. You can be there, you know, probably within three, four hours, which, which I enjoy. And um, that makes travel easy, which I do a lot of traveling and uh, it makes it fun. Excellent. Dr. Dobin. As many of you know, I like being outdoors as much as possible when I'm not working. And uh, like I love to ski. I love to sail. I love to bike. And where I live has all of that within two hours. So if I decide post-call I want to go skiing, I can go skiing. If I decide I want to go to the water, go surfing, I can go to the water. So it's just really nice central area. Uh, just get in the car and go. Nice. Okay, back to you, Dr. White. What's your favorite thing about your current town or city? It's a long ways from Omaha, I think is probably the favorite. <laughs> My favorite thing about it. But my second favorite thing is, and I hate to be a one-upper, we all hate one-uppers, but Andy needs two hours to get to his recreational passions. It takes me about 20 minutes to get to a ski resort, maybe 12 minutes to get to some world-class hiking. It takes me about 15 minutes to get to a world-class airport, one of the newest world-class airports in the world, most modern airports, very convenient. So it's the proximity to creational opportunities. I'm with Andy, but I'm just a lot closer. Although an ocean is, we're a long ways from an ocean. And the Great Salt Lake is not a small ocean. It just isn't. We're super close to oceans here in Omaha. So it's, I mean. 
Yes. That's a, that's a seafood restaurant, yes. Oceans. Yeah. Very much so. Well, I will drop that the great thing about your city, Dr. White, is that it is going to be the site of the 2024 Sea Summit. So not only are there lots of opportunities, people can come check it out in April 11 through 13. So we're looking forward to that. All right, Dr. Bauman, what movie never gets old, no matter how many times you've seen oh, it? Oh, my goodness. Like I got two that just absolutely never get old. Number one, Scott Brothers. <laughs> when they're tag teaming those interviews together it just gets me every single time did we just become best friends i think so that's number one uh number two is national lampoon's christmas vacation that is never gets old either you can i can just sit there and watch that every day for three months straight around christmas time it gets funnier every time i watch it i agreed wow that's some highbrow shit right there <laughs> look I didn't say that they had to be, you know, Academy Award-winning movies. I just said what doesn't get old. Sure. So. Well, do you want me to say something like Godfather or Casino or, you know? Right. Life is beautiful. There are lots of good movies that you see one time and then you've kind of moved past them. You know, Step Brothers, that's not one of them. Somebody asked me if they could borrow my boat to refilm Boats and Hose video. <laughs> Prestige Worldwide, man. It's taken the business world by storm. Boats and Hose? Watch Step Brothers, Tom. Tom, you have an assignment tonight. I got to go home and watch Step Brothers okay, with right. your family. <laughs> by the time we meet again, I will have watched Step Brothers and I will tell you what I think of it. It's fantastic. Dr. Dobin. I think one of mine has got to be office space. I'm all about the flair on my lab coat on a daily basis. <laughs> you know, I mean, I try to get 40 pieces. Sometimes that's enough. Sometimes that's not. I frequently, you know, have to have to go in on a Saturday. And just in case you guys know when I'm ever trying to get myself psyched up for something, like, you know, like before my presidential address, and you see me with my headphones on, you're not sure what I'm listening to. I'm listening to, so it feels good to be a gangster from that movie. <laughs> That is fantastic. Yes, I think we're giving listeners a very good movie list for their weekend. Dr. White, what movie never gets old, no matter how many times you've seen it? I'm pretty certain none of you have seen the movie that I think never gets old, so I'll just throw it out there. We don't have to talk about it any further. Lawrence of Arabia. I actually have. Yeah, I've seen that movie. Well, you should watch it again, because it never gets old. So, you should watch it again. Debatable, but it does have lovely music. <laughs> okay, Dr. Dobin, we'll start with you on this one. If you were a high school teacher, what subject oh, would you ten. teach? <laughs> I don't yeah, think that's a whole with that one. <laughs> Yeah, no hesitation there. <laughs> I like it. Excellent. Dr. Bauman, what subject would you teach? Mine's kind of boring, but I just like it. I would teach math. I don't know. I just liked high school math. I thought it was uh, fun. And, and it's kind of like one of those things that when you start to get it, it's like, oh, this is really cool. And then you go to college and then, you know, college is like they just beat you up with math. So that makes sense. Dr. White, what would you teach in high school? Easy geography. Okay. I like it. Dr. Bauman, what's your jam when it comes to snacks? I love Dot's pretzels. I'll tell you what. If you haven't eaten a Dots pretzel, I don't know what part of the world you're in. If you haven't gotten Dots pretzels, let me know and I will ship them to you. Personally ship them to you on my own uh, dime because everyone needs them. They're delicious. But they're, they are so good. The way it's just like the, the right amount of like butter and, and salt and they're spice. So oh, it's so good. good. Yes. Dots always make me think of hiking because I always stick them in my hiking bag. And it's like the perfect amount of like salt and flavor when you're, you know, when you're out hiking. Oh, so good. You know where they sell them is at Snowbird. So when you come to the 2024 Seawiz Summit and you do your half-day excursion to Snowbird, you can buy Dots pretzels. I know, because that's where I buy them when I go hiking. <laughs> Dr. White, what's your favorite snack? 
You know, I'm not much of a snacker, honestly. I don't really enjoy that too much. I'll eat pistachios, but I think that if there were a bag of caramel flavor bugles sitting here on my desk, I'd have a hard time not eating those by noon. They're hard to resist. For that is very true. That's kind of like crack cocaine in a bag. They are very good. They're addictive. <laughs> they are. Crack cocaine in a bag. We'll be sure to have caramel bugles at the summit just for you. Dr. Dobin, favorite snack? Mine is actually fresh cherries. Ooh. It's like one of my favorite mm -hmm. things. I and mean, you can't get them all, all year round either still. It's still You've got to have food. a bathroom nearby too, so. <laughs> no, really, you do. I mean, you're, you're playing with fire if you don't have a bathroom nearby and you're eating fresh cherries. Oh my goodness. Dr. Bauman, if you could meet any historical figure, who would it be and why? Man, that's a tough one. I'll come back to me on that one. I got to think about that one for a couple minutes. Okay, we'll come back to you. Dr. Dobin, who would be your historical figure to meet? I think this has changed for me recently. I would want to meet Lister. For those of you that haven't read it, there's a book, I think it's called The Art of Butchering, that describes his life and what a heretic people thought he was when he brought out germ theory and sterilization. It's fascinating. And actually, for the listeners at CWIS, it reminds me a lot of some of the early days. Um, the book is really fascinating. It's, it's pretty short and quick. He was a really very, very interesting person. And I think that's who I'd like to meet. Interesting. Dr. White, who would you like to meet? What, which historical figure? T.E. Lawrence. So uh, refer to the favorite movie above. Okay. I like it. Dr. Bauman, have you decided your historical... I think uh, Caesar Augustus. I think that he just did a lot of things for, you know, civilization and made a huge empire and did a lot of cool things. Plus, I was just in Italy, so saw a lot of the things that were dedicated to him. So true. Maybe if you met him, you could learn some of those principles and we could apply them to CUS and, you know, as we build the empire. I definitely see some correlations here. Um, okay, last question. I'll read it and then you guys can think about it and then whoever wants to go in whatever order. What is one of your favorite travel locations that you would recommend to others now this doesn't have to be the favorite of all times because i know all of you travel a lot and have been a lot of places just one place you have been that you think is fabulous and would recommend to someone else okay dr dobin saint bart's do you have to be a sailor for it to be fun no but i would highly recommend not flying there interesting I mean, I've not flown to the airport where Everest Base Camp is that Tom has, but from what I understand, that's the only airport in the world that's scarier. And I have crashed at that airport. The second time I crashed, which was the second time I landed there, was the last time I will ever fly to that airport. Okay. So that's clearly an epic adventure. And I think, you know, one that we all put on our bucket list if we haven't already been. Dr. White or Dr. Bauman? Uh, mine would be Spain. I just, I went there and it's been a while now, 15 or 20 years, but I still remember it. Just so much history and beauty there. And they have Toledo, Spain, where you can go and they have the sword factory. So you can buy yourself a cool sword that you can bring back through customs. And they ask you always questions about it, which I did. Um, but uh, I'm really excited to go back and take the family. I would love to take, uh, take the girls there and see it. Just cause it's so, it's just a neat place. That sounds very fun. Dr. White, have you narrowed it down to a what are your favorite travel locations? Well, you might notice I'm peeking over my shoulder at my world map. I've been to a lot of places. I've been I've been around a while, as as you guys love to point out. <laughs> and I've had some spectacular opportunities to travel. That is true. So, what what would you pass along as a favorite or two to our listeners that they can put on their bucket list? 
Well, it's pretty hard to beat Nepal. Been there five or six times. I've been to Everest Base Camp. That's one of the coolest places on the planet. There's no doubt about that. But I don't know if I'd recommend that for everybody. It's a it's hard to get there and hard to get home from there. So, but there are two sets of islands that surround central South America. One is in the Pacific off the coast of Ecuador. It's called the Galapagos Islands. I'm sure you've heard of them. That's a remarkable place and should be on everybody's bucket list. Uh, on the other side of South America off the east coast of Brazil, there's another set of islands out in the Atlantic called the Fernando de Noronha Islands. Very similar collection of volcanic islands. No one's heard of them, uh, but you can fly there in an hour from the east coast of Brazil, Recife, or one of those cities, and it's a remarkable place. It's pristine. It's tropical, it's magical, it's surrounded by obviously the ocean with boiling surf and hiking trails and that's one of the coolest places I've been. I think those are good options that you guys have all presented. Okay, last question. At the end of a long tough day, what's the song that you're jamming to on your way home? You're in your car, you crank up the volume and you're just gears on. What is the song? Dr. Bauman, I think you've got it in mind. Yeah, I would say probably for the past four, I remember I have four daughters. And they're all huge into Taylor Swift. And so we're listening to Taylor Swift nonstop. And for some reason, even when I'm just like leaving work and heading home, I turn on Taylor Swift's uh, getaway car um, and just crank that on the way I thought Such after the song. last podcast episode, he was going to say something by wham. Uh, right? I completely agree. Getaway car is a great song. I support that wholeheartedly. All right, Dr. Dobriner, Dr. White, what is your, you know, long day, get out of town jam song? So there is a very difficult soundtrack to find from the movie Club Paradise with Robin Williams. The entire soundtrack is done by Jimmy Cliff. There are several songs on that. I kind of float back and forth through. It's called You Can't Keep a Good Man Down by Jimmy Cliff, and it's only available on this soundtrack. Like, you will not find this on Apple, iTunes, or something like that. That's fantastic. Excellent. Dr. White, what's the jam on the way home? Uh, Mine's a little esoteric, I'm sure. I I don't know how many uh, jazz guitar fans we have out there in Seawist land. I would put on something from Pat Metheny Group. There's a couple of classics that really just, every time I hear them, they relax me and they never get old. Have You Heard would be an example, or So It May Secretly Begin. So Pat Metheny, jazz guitar, wonderful background music. That's my choice. I like it. All right. Gentlemen, thank you for demonstrating exactly how easy it is to be in the spotlight in the newsletter. Other people could do this. All they have to do is answer these few questions. So hopefully this will motivate some people to respond back and say that, in fact, yes, they are willing to be spotlighted. As far as quick announcements, just we have case review this Wednesday, so please sign up if you're interested. The other thing I would make note of is that we have all new Seawist t-shirts coming. We sold out of pretty much everything other than kind of the more um, unique sizes, so we had to order some new t-shirts, but they're this really cool, fabulous new soft material, so they are supposed to arrive this next week, and so there are new colors and they're pretty terrific. The ladies' ones are a V-neck this time, so got some good things coming. So I'll let everyone know when they're out in the store, but get excited to get some new Seawist swag. Real quick, let's final stitch it. Who wants to go first? So some of you know this. I just recently turned 50. I didn't have some existential crisis with it or anything like that. I just was turning 50, and one of my friends gave me a shirt that says, old apostrophe S, cool. Talking about old school. And I was like... 
dude, what are you saying? <laughs> He's like, yeah, old school. That's my new thing. I'm just old school. Yeah. I'm a fan. I'm a big fan. Welcome to your best decade, Andy. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm feeling better than I did in my 40s, so that's a good start. Good. I had a little bit of a, almost had a heart attack on Tuesday. My my kids went back to school this week, and, uh, you know, I have all girls, and my oldest daughter, who's 11, walked upstairs, and I'm looking at her, and I'm like, what in the F is that on your eyes? She had put eyeliner on. I'm like, where did you get that? She claimed she found it. It was very, very, like, it was... I found it at the grocery store. I was like, get that stuff off your face now. Then I was like trying to scrub it off her eyes. That stuff is hard to get off. Have you ever put eyeliner on? That is hard to, I mean, no, I, I have As a matter of fact, I have, yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is not happening, not today. You just started sixth grade, just started middle school. We are not doing makeup yet, no. And I put my foot down like a good father should, and I solved the problem. So Wednesday she went to school with makeup on, right? Again in six months. Yeah, right, right. so the next day, Zach, she went out of the house, put the eyeliner on when she left the house, and walked off in the bathroom to home. <laughs> she probably did. You're probably right. Gosh, you know what? I probably should, you know, I didn't take the eyeliner container or whatever the ladies use these days to put eyeliner. I don't even know. <laughs> That's fantastic. I appreciate that. It's tough to grow up. That is for sure. Well, mine is much more frivolous, I should say. I had two very large trees in front of my house. They contracted like a moss maybe four or five years ago. And I had the tree doctor come out and they said, oh yeah, this whatever kind of moss and said it's going around trees in Salt Lake City. And that within four to five years, this tree, these trees would be dead. And I said, well, fix it. You know, I like, I love these trees. You know, they're beautiful and they're these huge, big trees. And and they're in my front yard and I just love these trees. And they said, yeah, there's nothing you can do. They just, they will slowly, you know, kill this tree, this moss. It's, it's just very pervasive. And I'll be darned, the guy was absolutely right. The moss did kill the trees and they completely, like 100% died this last six months. Not a single leaf, totally wooded. And we just became a kind of a detrimental situation that could fall and either hit my house or someone else's. And so... They city actually was going around and they had tagged trees that had this moss. And so you were supposed to call when it happened. And I did. And so they came and removed them two days ago. And it looks so sad at my house with these trees gone. <laughs> I'm mourning these trees being out of my yard, which sounds so silly. But they were just these big, lovely, old, beloved trees that had lots of character. And I am sad. So anyway, they are digging out the stumps and they'll, they said they'll come in the fall when it's tree planting time, they'll come put in some new little trees to start the circle of life again. But man, I'm just a little bit sad. They had a lot of character and personality and my house looks so different without these two big trees. So I'll go. Is that music distracting or is it it's soothing? It's soothing, isn't it? Um, no, I think it's pretty distracting <laughs> in terms of the pod. Yeah. Okay. Let me turn it down. A few years ago, I was uh, in Nepal, and I had the pleasure of meeting a young man named Prashant. And this late teens uh, Sherpa assistant kid had a burn scar contracture of his hand. He had a kind of a claw grip, particularly with his fourth and fifth fingers, and couldn't open them up. Despite that, he was a very hard worker, and he you know, did everything that Sherpas could do. But I, was, I took an interest in him, and I thought that the operation to fix that is pretty simple, but he just simply had no access to that kind of uh, expertise. Well, as it turns out, one of our CWIS members and stalwarts, Dr. Bhavik Patel, in Australia has colleagues that travel to Kathmandu every year 
and they happen to be hand surgeons and plastic surgeons that do reconstructive kind of work. So through his intervention and the gracious altruism of that team, they fixed Prashant's hand last week. It took a couple of years to get this to happen, but I haven't seen photographs, but apparently his fingers are straight now and he's got physical therapy prescribed and I think he's going to make a, a smooth recovery and have a much more functional hand. So just the way this all came about, all the numerous phone calls and the connections and the trans-global interactions or whatever, we got this kid's ha hand fixed. So that's that's all my thoughts today. That's my final stitch. That's very cool. See what uh, gives back see in many forms. Yep. I like it. There you go. See has heart.